Hey Faith Church, I'm Claire Kingsley and it's Go Time. We are releasing podcast interviews with our missionaries prior to their Go Time weekend. This will allow you to catch up with them before you see them at an event. The purpose of our podcast is to meet the missionaries and hear what they're up to. They will also share a few ways you can be partnering with them in prayer. I encourage you to take the time to pray for each missionary as the episode ends. Today's episode features our missionaries, David and Emily Satola. They are serving in Italy with TEAM, the Evangelical Alliance Mission. They are currently in town for their Go Time weekend. Their events will run through August 15th. Check out their schedule of events on our website, faithchurchindy.com slash go time. Hey, Emily and David. I'm so glad to have you guys with us on our Go Time podcast. Thanks. It's great to be here with you. So great. Good. Yes, and you guys are, when you say good to be here, you guys are actually in the States. Tell us where you're at right now. Yeah, so we arrived three or four days ago, and we're in central Indiana. We'll be here for about two weeks, and then we head down to Florida for a week and a half, back to Indiana for another week, and then back to Italy. So this is a really quick trip, only here for about a month this time, but we're glad to be back. Super. And we're excited to host you for your Go Time weekend. Um, And so that's coming up. We're going to talk a little bit maybe about uh, some of the things that people can anticipate with your Go Time weekend and what you're going to be able to share with us. Um, But before we jump into that, why don't you introduce yourselves, tell us a little bit about who you are, where you are, and um, what you guys are doing. Sure. So we're David and Emily Satola, and we have three children. Uh, Eliana, Anthony, and Elisa. And Emily and I met about 25 years ago while we were attending Valparaiso University during our undergrad. Uh, we were both very different majors, but we met during uh, InterVarsity Christian Fellowship Bible Study. And as our relationship continued growing in, into a dating relationship and became more serious, uh, it was around that time also we attended Urban- Urbana 96, 1996. And that was a, a very influential conference for me personally, as far as my calling to um, serve God overseas. And so after um, uh, responding to that call, um, and Emily and I together decided we'd like to pursue working overseas, and we decided on an organization, the Evangelical Alliance Mission, known as TEAM. And so now, for about the past 10 years almost, we've been in Italy. And the past six years of that have been in Forli, a city in uh, central Italy, about an hour east of Bologna. Um, so we've been there for, yeah, the past uh, six years doing church planting work. Awesome. Okay. And can you tell me a little bit about teams, like mission and vision, or and like how that kind of lines up with your own mission and vision? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So as I mentioned, we're in a church planting that's kind of team's primary role, especially in uh, the Italy field, is in church planting. And for us, what that looks like is a lot of relational ministry. And uh, what I mean by that is, while we do have some events, we use things like Thanksgiving and other holidays, uh, also summer camps, we do things like that as events to get to know people. But then the real heart of our ministry is then um, building relationships with those people that come to those events, specifically those that are spiritually sensitive and moving toward doing Bible studies with them. And, um, and so Bible studies, personal Bible studies, small group Bible studies is kind of where the heart of our ministry lies. 
as well as uh, ministering to those in the small church where we we pastor and and serve. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, one of the dem- like one of the things or characteristics that someone in a church might uh, consider to kind of gauge growth or the health of a church would be church numbers, which we know just is a really incomplete picture. But um, church planting, I imagine like it would be really easy to just consider numbers, right? Because it's a brand new church. So seeing any addition of like one person or five people like a family or you're tracking growth along the way, um, again, an incomplete picture, but would probably be something that like is one of the tools that you use to show growth. How do you guys measure the success of your ministry outside of numbers? Because that is pretty insignificant. Like you're talking about relational ministry. You're not talking about, oh, we're just getting, you know, butts in the seats in our church, but you're talking about Bible studies and discipleship. So how do you know what success is for you guys church planting outside of just looking at numbers? Yeah, that's a really great question. Um, we, when we started in Fort Lee six years ago, it was us and one other couple, another missionary couple. So our family is five. So that was seven people. Now we're at 20, depending on the day, maybe 25, um, when all the college students are around. So the numbers are have grown better, but you're right, are still small. But one thing that we're really passionate about, that's a, an indicator to us about growth is also leadership development within the church and helping each church person um, discover their own spiritual gift and how they can use that. And, and also casting that vision of kingdom building um, in the church. So, so when we see the believers that we're ministering to and with growing and taking steps of faith and digging in deeper to the word for us, those are definitely significant signs of growth as far as church planting goes. Mm -hmm. Super. Thanks for sharing. So would you share a little bit more about your day-to-day roles with team and within the church, what you guys each take on um, your, your workload? Okay. So yeah, when we get asked, what does a typical day look like for you? That's a really funny question (laughs) because there's no typical day, although there are definitely maybe three or four typical categories of things we might be working on in a given day. So we're going to kind of go back and forth and describe some of those different hats. So one I already kind of touched on in the last question is, is focusing on discipleship with, with the believers that are currently in our church plant. And so that might mean um, meeting for a weekly Bible study. I lead a weekly women's Bible study where uh, I'm teaching them to do inductive Bible study. Um, it could mean uh, David meeting with the men of the church, working with them on developing leadership skills and taking ownership of, of what does it look like to lead a church, whether it's Sunday morning or even every day, pastoral care during the week of different people. And we've seen um, significant steps of growth in that area recently. It could mean individual counseling. There are several people that we meet with one-on-one, whether it's every week or every other week. That there's a lot of flexibility that needs to happen because a lot of people don't have a fixed work schedule. So every week is kind of evaluating who can I meet in the right, you know, time of day that we're there available or we're available or whatever. So then also within the church, helping, you know, people develop the Sunday school classes or develop um, who's leading the music. There's been a lot of growth in those, 
those areas. So meeting with people is one part of our job description that we see on a typical day. So as we typically think about church planting, Emily just described the the discipleship aspect of it. And two words that, that often come to mind when you think of church planting are discipleship and evangelism. So uh, for evangelism and relationships outside the church, a couple of the things that um, we, we focus on, as I, I already mentioned briefly, are the, the events. We're not big event people. Uh, we tend to focus on relationships, but in order to, to kind of begin some of those relationships, events are helpful. And so some of the events that we've done or that we are doing, for instance, our summer camp, which we just finished in July, basically in June, sorry. Um, so basically after school ends, we have two full weeks of about 50 to 60 elementary and middle school children come. And uh, we, from the city, we receive a school where we can do it. And we're able to share the gospel and build relationships with these children and their families. Um, so that's one type of event. There's also Thanksgiving holiday, other holidays where we can plan these events where we can invite people in. Mm-hmm. And then another aspect of evangelism is going out. So we try to do uh, things like uh, hiking club, um, civic assistant in the city, these different uh, clubs or associations that we can join that are mostly non-church people, and we can build relationships with them through that common interest or group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's also things like uh, hospitality parties that we have at church, various events, um, which just takes a lot of preparation, just time cleaning, preparing, planning, and buying all the stuff that are needed. Um, and then there's also English conversation, being that we're Americans living in Italy, and there's lots of Italians that like to learn English or would like to learn English. Mm-hmm. We take advantage of that in just building relationships with people through teaching English to them, starting a conversation class or doing a one-on-one with them. So those are some of the things that we do, um, just looking outward and uh, the evangelism aspect. Sure. A lot of that aspect, some, some of it is planned ahead of time, but also other aspects of it are just being sensitive to how the spirit leads. We met a volunteer retired nurse at the vaccination center during the pandemic who has developed a relationship with us and has done English and now it's moving into spiritual questions. So Right. Just being available. Um, yeah. And so that's all related to your church and church planning. What about the team side of things? Yeah, that, that is focused on the church. So then aside from that, in, a, in addition to that, we have uh, the Four Lee Ministry Initiative, which is kind of our little um, city area where we're working. And uh, we have, I am the leader of this ministry initiative. And so I lead the team meetings. We have another sh- a midterm uh, missionary couple who's with us, as well as another long-term who are not with team, but with a different agency. Um, so we're kind of coaching our midtermers on uh, various mission aspects of life overseas and, and ministry overseas. Uh, we're present at the English clubs that they run with the, the elementary and middle and high schoolers, uh, developing the website, marketing, all these kinds of things. Uh, fall into the the Forley Ministry Initiative side of things. Also learning to run the association, which in Italy, in order to have a church, we need to have an association um, that kind of runs it or that um, a legal representative representative of it. So I'm the president of the association, which means dealing with all the bureaucracy and paperwork of keeping the association open and legal and, um, 
and then there's various needs that come up. Like Emily has been involved in helping uh, Ukrainian orphans that are um, driven out of Ukraine by the war, find homes in Italy or find a, a place to stay in Italy. If you want to talk more about the other commitments we have within team. Yeah, so those are some of the, that's kind of the local poorly initiative that David oversees. And then we both have responsibilities with team Italy as a whole. The MA would be the ministry area would include all of the 10 or 12 missionary units in Italy with team. And I've been really involved with developing um, the language coaching program, which basically oversees um, new missionaries as they come and their language learning program. And then another thing with team that is new for both of us um, is really been a, a meaningful commitment that we've recently accepted in becoming the member care facilitators for our field. And so that what that looks like is David and I are um, responsible for keeping track of all the different missionary families with team in Italy, their emotional and spiritual and um, sometimes even physical health, making sure they get the counseling that they need, the support that they need, and working really closely with the leadership team in Italy um, just to make sure that our missionaries are doing well and that when they need help, that they get the help that they need. And if crises come up, we're available to help with that. And that's just been really a really beautiful outflow, we feel like, even of, of faith's DNA and caring for missionaries. So we're really excited to, to be able to really uh, sink into this role in the coming months. Well, um, well, I feel like you guys just don't have enough to do. My goodness. <laughs> no, <laughs> just kidding. Your plates are so full. So, um, wow. I imagine like feeling overwhelmed might be a normal thing. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe you guys have like really high capacity, but um, can you share about a time when you felt like, you know, ministry was just like falling down around you or just like was really hard or really messy? And how did God show up uh, and provide for you in an, an unexpected way? Well, throughout the pandemic and the lockdowns and all of the challenges that were worldwide, but Italy had its own specific set of challenges and rules um, for how for how the whole pandemic was navigated. It was also during that time that um, that coworkers who had been with us transitioned back to Canada um, to be with their family there. So that left us in the middle of a lot of new responsibility, navigating all this you know really difficult time in the world. And it did feel like, okay, Lord, you know, just a day at a time with this and the church health and what does outreach look like, all of that. So that was a really stressful and difficult time in many ways. Um, but it actually, we remember really clearly when, when Jeff and Amelia came last year, um, last year or two years ago, when Jeff and Amelia came um, to visit us recently, that... Uh, he said, I'm going to start praying for someone to help you, especially with the, the preaching load and the sermon prep. And we began praying that. And we began praying and asking the Lord for, for help and leading the church plan and all the aspects of ministry that we've already described. And just really what seemed to us out of the blue, God had already been working behind the scenes and answering this prayer because just a few months ago, um, there was a family, a Brazilian family, actually, that showed up on a Sunday morning. And it's pretty unusual to have somebody just show up. 
without knowing ahead of time that they were coming. Yeah. But they showed up. They found us um, with our website, which is another unusual thing. Um, but they are actually another missionary family. And God, with a bunch of different, for a bunch of different, in a bunch of different ways, led them to Fort Lee um, outside of, of our knowing. And they have jumped in uh, with two feet and been a tremendous help. He has a big heart for uh, leadership development. She has a big heart for children, children's ministry, helping with music. So all these areas that we've been really carrying a lot of the, the weight, they have been a huge blessing. And we're just really blessed by them um, and their daughter. So that was a very tangible way that God provided for us and a really, really sweet blessing. Praise God. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you guys, you mentioned um, that you get along really well with them, which is like a bonus. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Definitely. They're good friends. Yeah. Awesome. Um, well, what else is God doing in your ministry in Italy and how can we praise God with you? Uh, well, there's lots of, lots of things that I could share. One thing, the first thing that comes to mind is um, just a huge praise about the the growth of a college ministry. Um, this is something that when I moved to Fort Lee six years ago, I was kind of doing a study of the city and noticing that there was a, a satellite campus, a small satellite campus of the University of Bologna, which was growing when we moved there. And actually, we've seen the student population double in the past six years from 3,000 to 6,000 students and lots more professors and people associated with the university. Um, And so I've been praying for a college ministry to develop because that's always been on my heart, even since my time in seminary, uh, it was what I was involved in. And so I took a few classes and tried to develop some relationships with the students and it kind of went so-so. I was kind of absorbed more into the other uh, ministry responsibilities and didn't really have time to continue pursuing that. But um, just over this past year, as we mentioned, Jack and McKenna, a a midterm couple that has come to work with us. Um, they've also have this heart for youth ministry. And um, at the same time that they came with a heart for this, there was also two friends of friends who texted us and um, basically put us in contact with two believing students who was their first year to come and spend in Forley, study in Forley. And both of those young ladies became a part of our church. And they were very outward focused and evangelistic and invited their friends as well. And so uh, kind of all of a sudden this past year, we've had uh, consistent four or five college students attending church. And uh, so we decided to start a Bible study with them. And some of them, these two were already believers, but three or four others were not believers. And out of this Bible study, we feel that one of them has definitely accepted Christ, has moved back to her home country of Belgium, but we're in consistent contact with her and even continuing the Bible study via Zoom. And just seeing her grow and seeing her love for the Lord has just been a huge praise and just need to see how God has done that in the past year or so. Awesome. And that's been, you said, like six years in the making of something that you've been praying about, and now you've gotten to see some fruit there. And and it seems like also God is just taking care of it. Like he's done it. You haven't had to like work really hard at it because you didn't have capacity. And so you just have the blessing of being able to see God working and enjoy it. Yeah, Just being available and being ready to see what God is doing and kind of joining him in that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Fantastic. So what do you like hope and pray this ministry will look like in another six years? I think another thing worth mentioning is that GBU is the Italian branch of InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. And GBU has been sending a representative to the Forley campus for the last few years and kind of scouting it out. And she's been in touch with David and kind of this new development. So I think in the next six years, it would just be awesome to see this partnership, you know, with GBU slash InterVarsity and our local church. I mean, that's kind of how, mm-hmm. you know, InterVarsity is really designed to function anyway. And so it just could, our prayers, it could just really strengthen uh, to become a really neat partnership with them um, in reaching the Forley campus. That sounds great. I love it. Thank you guys so much for sharing. And we can be boldly joining you in prayer um, for that to, to happen in the next six years. And we'd love to like, you know, hear some follow-up and see how that goes. Yeah. Um, So on the topic of prayer, do you have other things that you could share with us, ways that you are, you know, praying or things that you're praying about, and we can join you in prayer for those things? Sure. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Some of the the biggest hurdles or challenges in ministry in Italy um, can be summed up in three A's. I was thinking about this the other day. the agnostic, the atheist, and the apathetic. <laughs> so if you remember the three A's, the agnostic, atheist, and apathetic, those are the most commonly, um, the, the people that we most common commonly meet, the, those who uh, don't believe anything at all and don't really care, <laughs> don't have any spiritual interest, those who have maybe been burned by the church in the past and just decided that God doesn't exist or they don't want to um, even acknowledge him, and then there's those, there are those who are, are somewhat spiritually sensitive, perhaps a Catholic background, maybe attend the church occasionally, but are kind of apathetic to applying that to their life, not really living a Christian life, so to speak, in the sense that it doesn't, it's very uh, separated from their, their daily life. And so that's what we actually named our church, uh, Croce Via, means intersection or, you know, a connection point. We'd really like to see be a testimony uh, to the community that our Christian life affects every part of our life, not just Sunday morning, not just when we're in church, but our, our daily life. So that's something that we're, we're praying about, um, and we'd ask you to continue praying with us. Also, in Italy, we've experienced over the past 10 years a lot of, you would think, with less than 1% of the population as evangelical Christians, that they would be really unified and have a great um, a great testimony together, but unfortunately, we've noticed a lot of disunity even within the evangelical church in Italy. So um, this has really been on our hearts, and we're working toward um, unity among the local churches. Thankfully, we praise God that our, our our local church is very unified, even though it is a small group of people, 20, 25 people, but we are seven different nationalities w- within those 20 people. So there are some cultural and historical differences that, that we need to work through and, and overcome. But thankfully, we've been doing well at that thus far as a church. And we're just excited to continue expanding our network and partnering with other churches in the area. So we would ask the, the, your prayers that we can continue doing that in an effective way. Mm-hmm. Certainly. I would add, just asking for prayers, we navigate COVID ministry, people coming out of, you know, a couple of years of pretty strict lockdowns in Italy. There's been multiple conversations I've had with various women who aren't believers yet about 
you know, why does God allow suffering? So as we go back this fall, thinking about meeting with those people and kind of diving in deeper into some of those kinds of questions, just pray for wisdom and the leading of the Holy Spirit um, and just how to navigate hospitality as people are, you know, really trying to figure out what that should look like now um, as a culture. Mm-hmm. One other thing I want is, um, as an um, important prayer request is we are putting feelers out and thinking about um, can we move towards a bigger meeting space, a different building, a bigger, a bigger space. So we don't want to charge ahead as missionaries necessarily in that. We would like the church to really own that and um, lean into that. And they want, they're ready for that. They want that too. So what does that all involve in um, finances and energy and making that happen? It's a really exciting spot to be at, um, but just pray that God would lead us to the right spot. Um, if that's his will for us to move, um, and what, you know, just what that all will entail. Mm-hmm. Okay. Super. Um, man, I feel like not only, you know, is it fun to do these podcast interviews when you guys are coming, but I feel like they also require a follow-up like a year later to be like, can you update <laughs> us on these things that we've been discussing and praying about for you on your behalf? Um, because yeah, I would love to hear, you know, how that works out and just like what God does um, with that. So uh, I'm sure, I mean, people get your updates. And so, hey, if you guys want to know, and you know, we can't do a podcast every year with every missionary, um, <laughs> I guess this is the encouragement for me and people listening to risk, get your updates, be on your team, support you guys through those, t- you know, getting your updates and um, praying on your behalf of that kind of thing. So if people are interested, I'll just put in a plug. All you have to do is email missions at faithliveitout.org and they can like in, let uh, the person know that they'd like to be on your team to receive your email updates. We also have our missions page on our website. They can find you guys and um, just like click a button by your name that says get updates. So anyway, sorry, just have to put that plug in there because I know <laughs> I would like to know, people would like to know. And um, unfortunately, I can't uh, somehow record all these podcasts with all these people and push them out. So that's the best we can do. Um, all right. Well, um, talking about support, um, can you tell us where you guys are at with your financial support and some of the needs that you have there and how that affects your day-to-day life and ministry? Sure. Yeah. So it's kind of a two-tiered answer in the sense that um, our 2022 budget has already been set and we are about $350 um, under budget in the sense that that's how much we need to raise to be at 100% for this year per month. And then um, we received an email recently from our organization that explained how um, our living allowance is basically set by the average American teacher salary minus 25%, reduced by 25%. And that's how it's been ever since we joined team 12 years ago. Um, and they've recognized with the, the difficulties with the rising costs in life in, in general for basic necessities, food and gas, et cetera, that um, what they've decided to do is take away that 25% reduction. So, um, Beginning in 2023, if we're able to raise an additional $1,000 per month, so we would be able to 
increase our living allowance each month if we're able to raise that extra $1,000 per month. So that's for 2023, the, the total we would like to, to raise is $1,350 per month in addition to what we already have. Okay, super. Thanks so much for giving us that breakdown. And um, we will have, like, we'll make it known how people can join your financial team um, when you guys are here for your go time weekend. Um, and if people have questions and they just want to support you right now as they're listening to this podcast, all they have to do is just email finance at faithliveitout.org and they can join your team. So that being said, if someone wants to join your team and maybe they're not on it yet, or maybe they already are, what's something you'd like to say to them? as they consider being a part of your team? Well, aside from just thank you so much for, for supporting us and considering supporting us, I just want to say that um, it's really, we view it as a partnership, a two-way street, a partnership between them and us and them allowing us to, to have the ability to, um, to meet daily expenses and to do ministry in Italy. And we also view it as a way that we can be an extension of their ministry as we do ministry in Italy. So uh, yeah, I definitely just view it as a, a full on partnership with them. And, and thank you for, for allowing us to, to be the arms and feet of, of faith church and other churches that are sending us to, to Italy to do the ministry there. So we're expecting and uh, we're anticipating your visit with us, August 12th through the 15th. And um why don't you guys just tell us a little bit about what you're going to be doing while you're here and a little bit about your seminar so we can have something to look forward to. Okay. So while we're, while we're in Indianapolis uh, with faith, we're really excited to do uh, multiple things as a part of our, our go weekend. So we'll be doing the real scoop when we meet with um, our current supporters and just talk about more detailed updates, maybe of what, what you and they have been tracking for a longer time. Um, on some of that kind of thing. We're excited to do a lunch uh, after church on Sunday. And for our evening seminar, we've titled that Ministering in a Spiritual Desert. And what we'd like to highlight during that seminar is what are some of um, not only the survival tactics that we've developed <laughs> in living in, in a really spiritually dry climate, but also how, what has God been teaching us about how to thrive and how to remain spiritual, spiritually healthy and how might those things be an encouragement to all of you as well? So we'll touch on uh, a variety of different of different things within that topic. We're excited to learn from you guys, and um, yeah, just get gain um, your wisdom that you've um, received just from doing this um, type of ministry and this work for the last ten years. Um, and also, it's worth mentioning, Emily, you'll get to be a special guest for the women's dessert night as well on Monday the 15th. So uh, sorry, just women only, but it is a delightful event and um, very casual drop in. People will be able to meet with you and chat with you and check um, just like, yeah, get updates from you then as well. When you go to this type of event, are you excited to be Emily, the missionary who's back and, you know, everybody wants to talk to her? Or do you just want to sit and just be like, I'm Emily, I am a part of your faith community, and I just want to sit and hang out? You know, like, how do you, <laughs> how do you wish that event type event gets to go? Oh my goodness. I don't know how to answer that question. I would love to just sit back and be a part of normal life, <laughs> but I... 
you know, just chatting with everybody, getting to share what I've been up to, but hearing everybody else too will be super fun for me. Yeah. Super. Well, we're really excited to have you guys. And thank you so much for recording this podcast with us. It's been uh, delightful to catch up with you guys and hear what you guys are up to. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. 